I believe that a change within the industry need to be done from the outside, but with people from the inside. I'm here today with Itai Bengad. He is the CEO of Sensa Insurance. Welcome, Itai. Hey, thanks. Thanks for having me. Maybe you could start by sharing your background and kind of how it led to where you are today. On my background, I got nothing to do with insurance. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a physician. Uh, and while I was um, uh, an intern in the trauma unit about four years ago, uh, a friend of mine was involved in an accident and I was the one taking care of him at a trauma unit. Um, and when someone appears at a trauma unit um, and is unconscious and he cannot tell the story, it's, it's a very frustrating process of conducting the different uh, um, scans using different modalities. Uh, and I was very frustrated from several things, uh, mainly the fact that um, no one knew at the moment of the accident uh, um, and no one was aware, uh, in fact, that uh, that event has happened and exactly what happened there. And I thought to myself that uh, when people are involved in accident, they should never be left alone. It's 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 fairly simple. At that moment of an accident, I mean, a few seconds after that bang, 99.9% .9 of people would rather to, you know, close their eyes, thinking either it didn't happen or just, just someone take it away, uh, make it go away. Uh, while on the other hand, this is where pretty much every insurance care would like to capture that moment in real time, in the entire objective data, exactly what happened to the vehicle, to the, uh, uh, to the occupants, and manage that using their resources um, to avoid uh, any uh, claims, uh, severity, and inflation. Um, so I've decided that we should concentrate very much around that uh, moment. What you've you've built in concentrating and how it fits into the overall insurance and insure tech landscape, you know, sort of where are you today with that and where, where do you envision that going over time? I honestly believe that both from the customer experience and from the claims cost, the intervention of the policyholder himself should be taken out of the equation as much as possible. Eventually, managing a claim is pretty much like a, like a chain, and, and like any chain, you know, it's strong as its weakest link. Um, and by removing that, uh, we can already encounter different things. So I honestly believe that many of the insurance uh, uh, parts will be conducted as what we call infrastructure, infrastructure to uh, uh, property to cloud, where there's no middleman in case of a claim. We decided to start with, uh, with cars because uh, the example that I've just uh, gave to you, but that goes across the board to additional products. So we've launched our own um, carrier. We started as an MGA. Uh, about five months ago at the state of Illinois and Ohio, and now we've launched in Texas and Indiana, uh, so four states in the first five months, um, with the aim of being the first life-saving insurance. You know, does that mean literally when something happens, then 
that data can be used to help that person in the moment. So that's question one. And then question two is, you know, you talked about uh, someone not having to advocate for themselves in the in the claims process and, and, and kind of uh, as a policyholder being taken out of that process. So, you know, is it is it more of a focus on on that piece of it and using that data so it's sort of takes something subjective and makes it objective and so decisions can be made off that objective data? First of all, Jess, um, uh, for understanding, we've developed a technology for about two and a half years that allows us to understand exactly what happened to occupants and their vehicles in case of a car accident. So in our company, we don't have only financial investors, we have car manufacturers and investors, companies like Volvo, Hyundai, others. And we have also insurance carriers uh, as investors. Um, the important piece is when you're looking at, um, looking at people's data, which is also a huge question for insurance, we were looking at a product that could be used across the board. It means that we are looking at a product that we would like to have our entire book using. So for example, if you would like to offer some sort of a UBI or an app, it's always a question, how much of your book actually uses that? How many of your um, policyholders actually have your app at any given moment during the time they are covered? And what's the appetite of the entire uh, market for that kind of specific product? So in our case, 100%, 100% of our book is using our technology. 100, we have 100% visibility to our entire book at any given moment, any given moment. Now, about three minutes on average from the moment of the accident, we already possess all the information, including visual information from the accident itself. Um, we use one of the, uh, um, I think, known, I won't say the name, uh, vendors of, uh, of claims uh, uh, tools uh, in the US, which means that within about eight minutes or so on average, we already have the estimation cost and effort for that particular event from the auto side. And from the BI side, it's a little bit different, obviously, um, to go through all the way from the first notification of loss that we have for 100% of our book to the verification of the data with the, uh, the talk that uh, uh, the call that uh, we communicate within about 30 to 40 seconds that on average takes a little bit less than three minutes unless someone would like us to stay uh, on the line which happens quite a lot you know there have been some some pretty notable insure techs that some of which have raised a tremendous amount of money and have tried to take on you know big established incumbent carriers in in certain major markets and you know we not a lot of great results so um is that what you're doing here or is your mj model more sort of like a uh you know, uh, more, more, more of a lab to kind of confirm the value of this technology and then have more of a, a partnering strategy. I guess I'm trying to understand your business strategy, um, you know, given some of the history in other markets. I think that for me, one of the major lessons is why do you think you can make it? In, in my case, I think I've mentioned that before, I don't think I can overtake 
state farm. I don't think I will distribute policies better than Geico. I think they've been doing that very well for a lot of time, and I think they will they will keep doing so. What I'm concentrating at is whenever I can offer something that no one else can. You know, going back to some of the businesses that earlier in SureTex that, that maybe have had mixed results, you know, part of what was attractive is I think they were able to present business cases that suggested, you know, the opportunity to build unicorns in, in massive markets. And so that's why they, they, they were able to attract so much capital and scale up the way they did. So, you know, your, your approach of, of, of really underwriting to, to profitability, you know, and not putting out a document that says we're going to lose money for the first seven years, but, you know, after investing all that into the business, this is what's going to come out on the other side. You're taking a very different approach. So, um, you know, you mentioned some interesting strategic investors, you know, are, are they expecting a unicorn opportunity from you or are they expecting sort of a nice niche investment, you know, maybe with some strategic value to other areas of their business? So I think also it's, it's, it's a great question. So in our first uh, five months or so, uh, we've sold more than uh, any other insurtex that at least I'm familiar with during their first year, not the first five months. Now, I don't think that growth uh, or premium return is a good benchmark for insurance carriers, um, but investors somehow many times uh, would use that. I don't, I'm not sure for what. What's really important is what the loss ratio is. What's really important is can you or can you not take your own risk and for what this? What's really important is your attention because this is where taking risk might be the right thing to do and, and, and many other things. So as per our company, I think that we have two main advantages. The first one is the fact that we are distributing our product through independent agents. As per the managing the actual book and having a very low loss ratio, I think this is what helped us to get the capacity that uh, we did from our insurer, which is Swiss Re at the terms that, uh, that we did, because I honestly believe that this is where insurance is heading towards. I mean, automatic claims, frictionless customer experience. Um, I think it's an evolution. I also think that we are pretty much getting close to the end of that evolution. So, so you mentioned, you know, applicability of this concept in other markets. You know, without giving away anything too proprietary on your future roadmap, could you share an example of what that might look like just so people understand? Yeah, actually, we already have our next product and our next product, not surprisingly, is, is home, uh, where we have something that is, is very similar. Uh, the average um, installation uh, time for our product is anywhere between a second or two. It's, it's a sticker. We don't use apps. Um, we don't use buttons. We don't use anything that might require any action from the policyholder. All right, great. Well, Itai Bangad, he is the CEO of Sensa Insurance. Thanks so much for being on.
Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure, Joshua.